Good morning. My name is Heather Johnson, and my journey with Jesus started nearly five decades ago. I've been attending Timberwood for almost two years. I've been married to my husband, Clint, for 29 years and counting. We have three young adult children and a son-in-law. Early on, my life unfolded just as I'd envisioned. I was happily married, a stay-at-home mom, a volunteer, active in church in my community, with a comfortable life which held many good things. A handful of years ago, I was blindsided when restlessness and discontent started to creep in. It left me feeling unsettled, misunderstood, stuck, and ultimately lonely. Although I felt close to God, it seemed like my pathway to joy was somehow obstructed. In the midst of this personal storm, the fabric of my world would continue to unravel. My tight grip and value of strength, confidence, and control was painfully loosening. A necessary shift in parenting occurred as our kids were growing up and also presenting us with new challenges in physical and mental health and behavior. My husband's demanding businesses kept him preoccupied, consumed, and more attuned to coworkers. As he turned to his career, I turned inward. My friends' lives were equally busy. The church we attended became fractured. With each change and disappointment, I became more depleted and brokenhearted. Keeping up appearances is difficult over time. The shiny glow of perfectionism is too much to maintain and eventually begins to dull and tarnish. Weariness from striving enveloped me like a fog that wouldn't lift or burn off. I thought following God meant I would have life to the full. I knew this wouldn't exclude me from hardship or trials, but still, it seemed joy was out of reach no matter how much I prayed or memorized scripture. I thought denying myself and putting others' needs above my own was what I was supposed to do. Instead, these words and thoughts twisted, tricking me to believe my voice, my needs, my thoughts, and ultimately, I didn't really matter. I internalized this message as it settled into dark thoughts. I didn't speak out loud, but were amplified in my mind. Like, I would always be last priority, overlooked, dismissed, not enough the way I was. I didn't recognize myself in this blanket of shame and insecurity. I remember posing the question, how can I even know God if I'm a stranger to myself? It was clear I needed help digging out of the mess that I found myself in. As a self-professed growth nerd, I continued reading faith-based books, Bible studies, listening to podcasts, absorbing everything I could believe, everything I could on believing the truth and how to show up for myself to my own life with my whole heart. I began to understand the constructs and scaffolding I used to survive and thrive in the first half of my life, building up who I was and the life I saw myself living, started to not serve me well in the second half. I had amassed a lot of information about God, which I held in my head, but the deep knowing and connection to my heart and my embodied soul was severed. There was a gap, maybe even a chasm, between what I believed and what I was experiencing. To pursue healing, Clint and I participated in marriage therapy intensives and continued counseling and further soul care. Once we unearthed our individual lives separately and faced the truth of our past, we were able to come together in wholeness, sanctification, and connect with each other in a new way, protecting and prioritizing our togetherness. Our marriage has been restored and revived, and we have experienced intimacy like never before because of a newfound humility, vulnerability, and empathy. Seeing Clint's brokenness 
allowed me to see that his tender, good heart was for me. Realizing my own brokenness became the bridge to healing, self-compassion, and restoration of my relationship in our marriage. It was during this time that God gave me a picture of what had been slowly smoldering over the years. Now, I may not look like a prisoner, nor have I been arrested in the traditional sense, but God began to show me how I subtly shut down parts of my heart in order to ignore pain. Acting as judge and jury, I repeatedly charged myself with multiple life sentences that no one else knew about, secret prisons of the heart. My prison block was tucked away in the recesses of my soul, filled with secrets, insecurities, stolen innocence, lies, limiting beliefs, offenses, complicated feelings, past wounds, and hurts. Each prison cell represented an area of my own heart that I slammed an iron gate on, secured with heavy chains, double-locked the padlock, and threw away the skeleton key. I was a master stuffer to the point of numbness and disconnect as a way to protect my heart until the closed-off and shut-down parts of me began to affect those around me. I had to name my pain and feel what I'd locked away in order to heal. I began to hold out hope when I read in Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Now when I recognize old patterns surfacing, I ask God to meet me in, our, in my brokenness and my not-enoughness, my not-okayness. Being curious and noticing what happens in my mind, soul, and body has, helped, has been a helpful tool to chase away fear, lies, and confusion. I understand that in denying myself, God doesn't ask me to pretend that I don't have feelings or that I'm not impacted by circumstances. But instead, if I invite God into my exposed hurt and truthfully acknowledge my need, connect with myself and my emotions, Holy Spirit will meet me in the sacrificing places when I'm suffering and then provide me the capacity to serve others. When I welcome the great physician to bind up my wounds with divine care, I experience being in the center of the Trinity as he ushers in peace, healing abounds in my good heart. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on, upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. My heart is no longer shut down or imprisoned, and I have found the keys to connection, belonging, and freedom in Christ. Thank you.